All right, here we go. It's so goddamn cold, Mike. It makes me so fucking miserable. <laughs> fucking sick of this shit. Fucking sick of it. <laughs> fucking just sick of it. All right, anyway, time to do a throw. Here we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Do I have everybody's attention now? Rebel Radio. Burn it down! Rebel Radio presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was Rowdy before Rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that, then he's got two words for ya. To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Welcome to my house, baby. Take control. Welcome everyone to the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. It is Scotty Via and Paralegal Bike back for another fantastic, fun-filled week. Mike, how are you, pal? Oh, it's a lovely work day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Working but uh, with... happy to talk pro wrestling. Yes, yeah. Let's let's forget all that other horse shit that's going on because uh, my workday was terrible. Like just the worst outcome for me in my position. So, uh, yeah, let's forget about that. It's been a a good week. Last week we had our first battle, and I got a lot of great feedback on it on the socials and stuff. Uh, well, not socials and stuff. I'm trying to correct myself. There's not and stuff. It's literally just the socials that I'm talking about. I mean, the socials seem to be pretty vocal with the two votes that were there. A little bit. I don't agree. I didn't, I didn't even vote. <laughs> I knew. Uh, so if you missed last week or you're a brand new listener, hi, uh, Mike and I battled last week. We were starting a new feature where we take a real life situation or something that happened in pro wrestling. And one of us debates the reality of what happened and why that was the best decision. And the other one has to come up with another realistic but altered version uh, and making it better. And then we battle it out, see uh, who had the best argument or presented the best case Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And then we just kind of have fun with it. Sometimes we'll leave it up to the listeners to decide who wins the vote. Uh, So last week was the streak. And it was the decision was made that the streak was going to end at WrestleMania 30. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Mike went with the reality with Brock Lesnar being the yep. right decision to break the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak. I went with a young and up and comer named Bray Wyatt, 
who should have fought The Undertaker at WrestleMania last year and ended the streak and then launched his career into super, super, superstardom. But what do I know? I just sucked the heads off of fish. But majority of the, the feedback we got was in Paralegal Mike's favor. Brock Lesnar was the right decision, the right call to break WrestleMania streak uh, of The Undertaker. And now that that's all said and done, Mike will give you that victory easily. Mm-hmm. I do need to come out and say, though, that in reality, I 100% agree that Brock oh. should have been the guy. But yeah, to make it, a the, fun For the debate, fun of the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, uh, it was the right call. So it was a fun debate. Thanks for checking it out. And thanks for the feedback and the votes and, and, and interacting with us. That was a lot of fun. Uh, before we get into everything that you and I talked about off air, what we're going to talk about on air, I do have one more thing for you, Mike. That's just a little fun one. I saw last week on the socials. I believe it was a WWE on Fox had tweeted it out. Of who would be on your Mount Rushmore of big men in the WWE? Oh, just WWE. Who would your four big men be? Really on the spot here. Yeah. Oh, big men. Hey. Yep. And we all know what that means. We all know what that means. Let's. Okay, uh, Andre. Yes, Andre. Easy, number one. I'm shocked you're taking this long to even get three right now. Because for me, it was three instantly. Really? Who yeah. are your three? Like Andre. You... Yeah. Undertaker. Oh, okay. Like Undertaker's a big man. Yeah. And is uh, he the same size as Hogan? He's taller than Hogan. Weighs more than Hogan, I believe. Okay. Uh, and then I put uh, Yokozuna on that list. Oh, Yoko. Yeah, you know what? I put Yoko on the list for sure. Yeah. And then I'll give you my fourth. I put yeah. Kane as the fourth. Oh, it's great, big man. That's a great Mount Rushmore. I think so. But there's I mean, definitely like, other guys out there that 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 kind warrant. of big man is like a thing of the past, right? Like it. it yeah. Oh, like yeah. I mean, I don't think Omas is. It's <laughs> <laughs> not making any I Mount think, Rushmores. I don't think Kali is. It's <laughs> great either. But I mean, like, could Diesel be on that list? Maybe. It's possible. Maybe um, Kevin Nash could be on that list. Oh. Like, do you lump them together? Or do I have to pick Diesel, the character, over? Well, Kevin Nash was in the WWF afterwards. Yeah, um, I mean, not great. I, <laughs> oof. I don't know if I'd put him on the Mount Rushmore. I would put someone like Bam Bam Bigelow ahead of him. Oh, you know, Bam Bam would be on mine for sure. Love the guy can do fucking moonsaults and cartwheels. (laughs) Yeah, and (laughs) cartwheels. That's right. Um, I I would even uh, ahead of someone like that. I would also put Mark Henry ahead of a Kevin Nash. Mm -hmm. Kevin Nash was cool. After that, eh? For when it comes to wrestling ability, he was just cool, and he was part of the one of the coolest factions of all time. Even when he was Big Daddy Cool Diesel, he was fucking cool, and that that cool always gets over. So, um, a lot of people put Vader in there. I don't know if I'd put him in the WWE version of the Mount Rushmore as a big man. If it was pro wrestling as a whole, I think Vader is a very good option. But um, yeah, mine is Andre Taker, Yokozuna, and Kane for my WWE big man Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I mean, I, Andre is just like it's. It sucks when the greatest big man ever is Andre. Like when he was that draw, he is the whole fucking mountain. Actually, I I heard a pretty good argument about not putting Andre on there because we're sticking just to WWE. 
So he's not the worldwide mm. attraction hitting territories and stuff. Yeah. Because when Andre became Andre in the WWE, wrestling ability wise, he had none. He was just big headbutt and like an elbow drop, and that was it. He had back issues, knee issues, hip issues. He was, you know, hurting. But in my opinion, you don't have Hulkamania be the thing that it is without Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3 and, and making all that happen. He, he, he was the guy. He was... That, that's like a big enough reason alone to, to my, have you on yeah. there, right? Like, without... I mean, to be fair, without WrestleMania, period. Mm-hmm. We aren't where we are today. And a lot of people say WrestleMania 3 is what saved everything. WrestleMania 1, yes, was the kickoff and it was a success. WrestleMania 2 was not. WrestleMania 2 was considered widely as a failure they tried doing it in three different cities and it didn't really work that well wrestlemania 3 is what got everything for the wwf over the hump and into the stratosphere in my opinion so yeah that's just a fun debate for you Uh, i wanted to throw that at you before we kind of got into some things here so who would you got You, you got andre taker you know what? Like Kane, such a no. Bam, bam. Um, I'll go Andre Taker, Bam, bam. Yoko. I love it. Love it. It's so fun. I always find Mount Rushmore's for pro wrestling insanely difficult. When someone yeah. says, "Who's the Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling?" Well, what are you gauging that by? You're gauging that by popularity, wrestling ability, making money, just being over being a bad guy. Good. There's so many different variables. It has to be broken down because there's no way you could have, in my opinion, have a, a, a fun spirited debate unless you kind of break it down that way. Otherwise it's always going to be who made the most money because that's what pro wrestling on that side is all about. So, and then everything else after that is just fun and opinion because of who we're fans of. Right. So, yeah, yeah, that's what makes it fun. And that's why one of the reasons why we started this podcast. But Mike, let's get into it. Let's get into what's happening in pro wrestling. Dude, one of the things I want to talk about right before uh, we get into our next subject. So the first subject, I guess. Is the relaunch, the reappearance <laughs> of total nonstop action TNA wrestling. Now, you and I did not order the pay-per-view. No, God, uh, no. Our, our our third member, UK Tom, did. Yeah. But we'll get to Tom's opinion and thoughts on that a little bit later. Just based off of clips I've seen online, from the Twitter, from Impact's account, and, and a lot of fans' feedback, a mixed bag of reaction for the return of TNA in their, their relaunch at Hard to Kill Pay-Per-View this past weekend. A lot of good, uh, which people are excited and happy about it. Awesome. Love seeing that. I hope it carries over. They got guys like Kazuchika Okada there, who at one point even last year said, I fucking hate TNA. I'll never go back. I'm, I'll never go back to that company because of how he was treated the first time. He's back. He worked the pay-per-view and I believe the TV taping that is airing this week. Uh, Will Ospreay was there having a match on the pay-per-view and again uh, on their TV taping that airs this week. And then you've got a lot of the originals and a lot of the impact guys that are now TNA members again. They upgraded their uh, production. They got a big screen and a different entranceway. But Mike, my problem, as soon as I watched that first clip, has been my same problem that I've had with Impact Wrestling for years. 
and I've said it on the show before, I feel like I'm watching COVID wrestling with these small rooms, small crowd that isn't mic'd well. So it sounds even smaller. And it's not a fun environment for me to watch a wrestling show. It. It's just not. I feel like I'm watching in the Thunderdome where they've got wrestlers or whoever just kind of sprinkled throughout the crowd. And I could hear each and individ- each one individually clapping, cheering, booing, talking, whatever. <laughs> it's not good television product. It's just not. I wish it was because they've got wrestlers over there that I really like and I, and I enjoy and I see, like seeing their clips of. And if I think there, there's a match that I want to see, I will try to seek it out. But you haven't hooked me yet to watch your weekly product on Thursday nights. Yeah, I feel like from hearing Tom's reaction, obviously yours as well. Um, first of all, we laughed when they wanted to bring the TNA name back. Terrible idea. Uh, didn't work the fucking first time. Just saying, like, what yeah. what made you think this is going to happen again? Just from a rebranding. I mean, it's nice where you could exist because pro wrestling is hot. Yeah. I mean, for those who watch the Emmys. When award winners are mentioning wrestlers' names in their speeches, yeah, wrestling is in that era again. So sure, TNA could very well exist. You could be a promotion that people watch. I'm more curious now, if I was TNA, I would be working very hard with someone like a GCW. Good call. To make that work. It's hard on a network for especially how GCW is. No one really wants to touch that. It's not really a good home for it. Right? Like, what network do you think is going to pick up GCW? None. Like Probably it, none. Uh, you can it, you could do a fight TV best of GCW mm-hmm. show where you're just clipping matches and no no real continuity between the stuff. Like, here is just some G- this is what GCW is. To find a tame enough death match to put on to show what it is. But obviously GCW has something that's working because they don't necessarily go for TV rights. They don't go for giant arenas. They're they're not interested in that. TNA seems like they want to compete with AEW and WWE. I, I first off, I don't think they have the star power for it. I it, it's fine if you if your guy's there and he's working. Cool. We all have an indie darling we love to see wrestle. We loved them before AEW was a thing, or they were exclusively in New Japan Pro Wrestling. They weren't in the Fed. They weren't in the North America pantheon of wrestling. If you're putting out there, I don't think I love me some Dolph. I do. I think he's a hell of a worker. Dolph's going to be everywhere. Dolph's doing the smartest thing in wrestling. Cody went everywhere. Fuck, I should go everywhere. I should get my stock as high as possible so I have the ultimate option. So they call me. So they call me. Yeah. So I, all roads, I'm going to say it, all roads lead back to one. (laughs) Cody proved it, man. And you could even throw Drew McIntyre in there. 100%. Drew Drew McIntyre got fired. Drew did the same thing. Yep. Went out, hit up the indies, hit up Impact Wrestling. Uh, and some bigger shows over in the UK and reinvented himself, got over to the point where they called him. Hell, that was even part of the promo that Drew and Cody had this past week on Raw, which was great. I, I agree. I There's just something about Impact that every time I see like a commercial or I, I um, 
hear about it on like busted open or see stuff on on impact or on on twitter mm-hmm. i'm like ooh, that looks, that looks good that looks fun their promo packages are great i love their promo packages they do for their weekly show and just following along some of the storylines that they do too i'm i'm into that too but for some reason the television product just doesn't do it for me and i'm hoping that changes i'm hoping it's learning process but you can't compete with the top two right now you just can't you don't have the television production you don't have the streaming you just don't do i believe that they could create their own superstars to try to compete absolutely Mm, sure there's people there and if you you you're able to sign bigger names right now because you have the right kind of schedule do a pay-per-view do your tv tapings two or three days after that you don't have to come back for three weeks. You can go do indies, go do whatever. So wrestlers love that. But you're not going to be one of the top two. It's I just I, I would need to hear more from TNA Impact fans to reach out to us and say, this is why you should give it another chance or a better chance. Other than just saying you need to just watch the weekly product and just follow along. I could do that with every show on the fucking planet. Give me a reason. Give me something to, to to really sink into. And I know no one from TNA is listening, but you got to mic your rooms better. You just do. Or pipe in, <laughs> pipe in crowd noise, whatever it is. But if I can hear somebody scratching their ass, I just I just can't. Can't do it. It just reminds me of COVID wrestling, which I didn't enjoy. But uh, let us know your thoughts on the return of Impact Wrestling. Are you watching? Did you not watch, but now you're giving it a shot? Let us know your opinions on it at uh, the socials at In My House Pod. That's where you'll find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'd love to hear your thoughts on Impact Wrestling. Now, Mike. Hey. Another return from Saturday. We just talked about the return of TNA. This one actually (laughs) has me intrigued. This one has me very intrigued, asking a lot of questions. And we're talking about the return of Jack Perry. And what's that? Was Jack Perry on AEW Battle of the Belts or AEW Collision? No, no, he did not show up there on Saturday night. He showed up at New Japan Pro Wrestling. They were doing a show in San Jose. Apparently, New Japan Pro Wrestling loves San Jose. They have a lot of shows there when they come over to America. Jungle Boy jumps a pro wrestler, beats him down outside the ring, beats him down inside the ring, and then stands there in the middle of the ring Pulls out what looks to be an AEW contract and rips it up. Very interesting. Then he grabs a, a, a armband, puts it on his arm that says scapegoat. He's got the, the big beard going on now because he's been so mad ever since all in. Oh, so just heavy drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Watching old episodes of Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah. Just like Dylan I miss McKay. you, Dad. <laughs> just like Dylan McKay would have been. Instead of, you know, talking the situation, I was just going to drink, get mad. But Jungle Boy shows up in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And for me, I was I was actually legitimately shocked. I'm like, oh, he's back, but he's not in the AEW. What's, what's the plan here? What's the story here? You know how our minds work after you've been listening to the show for over a year. We instantly try to book our way in and out of it. Mm-hmm. Realistically. This one has me puzzled. He's in New Japan. And he didn't interact with an AEW wrestler. He was a New Japan wrestler. Mm-hmm. Rips up the contract. Then disappears off into the sun. 
I didn't see any tweets from AEW like retweeting the New Japan account or anything like that. It, it was essentially left alone by AEW. So the perception is that he has quit by AEW by ripping up the contract and is now just in New Japan to cause all kind of havoc. Mike, what are your thoughts on uh, Jungle Man Jack Perry showing up in New Japan? <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for that. Jungle, jungle Man. Man. The Jungle yeah. Man. The Jungle Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it'll be interesting on AEW when he comes to the crowd, attacks someone in security, pulls him away. He ripped up his contract. He's... Yeah, I mean, it, 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 yeah, it, it's great. It's great, easy storytelling. Because, I mean, we know he's under contract. We know you are. And we know their working relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling is very good. <laughs> so, yes. Um, I think what you build towards, sure, I, I like Jack Perry the talent. I think he can go. I think maybe this is the ass kicking he needs to maybe get a fucking character out of the deal. Like yeah. Jungle Boy's not a thing. You're fucking Jack Perry. Just be Jack Perry at this point. But yeah, it's exciting to see him back. I mean, play into your scapegoat and all that stuff. Go for it. It's how they bring him back into the fold in AEW, especially in a time where like MJF's out. Kenny Omega's out. There's a good showcase window for a lot of talent. It's who do you have Jack Perry enter the fold with again? Because I don't think it's going to be this week. No, no. Mike, I think this is going to be a long play yeah. out. Yeah, I think so too. And in our group uh, chat with uh, UK Tom, I laid out my thoughts on what I think would be cool if it happened. Where if Jack Perry stays away, stays in New Japan, maybe even forms some sort of group super group if i may hell maybe even he's the new leader of the bullet club at some point whoever that is whoever he works with decides with he needs to be one of the most dastardly heels in pro wrestling absolutely ruthless when he eventually comes back to aew he's there to take down and destroy aew yeah yeah but he he needs to do it in a way where people don't cheer it doesn't become a cool club like NWO or Bullet Club eventually did. It needs to be ruthless. It needs to be ruining amazing matches, uh, scaring women and children all over the place. How? I don't know. And who? I don't know. But that needs to happen. AEW desperately needs a monster heel. A monster heel. And I kind of fully believe that if, if done right, Jack Perry and whoever the pairing is could be the monster heel to threaten the AEW core. The four pillars could be taken down because Jack Perry was one of those four pillars. Yep. And then going after someone like MJF. But then it also leads to, and I heard some of this on busted open, who would be the savior of AEW who comes to the rescue for AEW from Jack Perry and his nightmare goon squad to me it's got to be mjf has to be so i you, you i was right there with you glad you said it um yeah of course it's mjf um especially the momentum mjf had throughout this last run they've finally leaned into that the guy can do both he doesn't have to be a dastardly heel to get over he um could be a good guy unfortunately with that mm -hmm. 
you have Adam Cole to deal with when MJF comes back. Now, that mask would have came off, it would have been Jack Perry. It would have been a completely different story. I think so. I hate that, like, we love it, it's Adam Cole, because it's just, fuck, like, it's got to be Cole, right? It, like, it, it, it had to wrestling, be Cole, but... Wrestling has told us throughout our lives, like, this is who it has to be. But if it was Jack Perry, I think that would have been great for Jack Perry's career. I don't think the Bay Bay needs that kind of heat on him to to do that. I think it had to be Adam Cole, um, and it needed to be Adam Cole for that payoff. The only reason I do agree with you that if it was Jack Perry, that could have worked as well is because Adam Cole can't fucking work right now. Mm -hmm. He's hurt. He's injured. And it sucks that they couldn't find a way to pivot. So that's a bummer. It's just a huge bummer kind of thing, right? Jack Perry could team up with two of the biggest heels in New Japan. The most dastardly people in New Japan that aren't Minoru Suzuki. Like maybe create a new stable with some new guys that aren't young boys anymore that maybe were young boys, but now have a new character. Bring them up yeah, and are ready for the spotlight and just decimate and destroy. Go to indies and decimate and destroy and then leave. You're right. You should you should run the muck. You should run the gauntlet because I mean, AEW's got a pretty good open door policy for you going to work yeah. where you want to work. I mean, it helps their brand, and God knows they need it right now. The issue you said too, guys who need the spotlight. Spotlight's only so big. Mm -hmm. I worry about the state of wrestling right now, just because there's so much top quality talent, and there's only so much you can do on TV every week, and so many bodies who can be on a show, on a big paid show. We establishing the middle, the mid card needs to be more important than ever. I agree. I there's think a window. That, there's though. a window. They and they are like mm -hmm. I. I mean, I think the Fed is really excelling Ooh, at yeah. at finding and filling the gaps for the mid card. But they also run into a hard because you only can give the mid card so much time because we got so much fucking great triple <laughs> A talent. Like you think about a Monday Night Raw and you think that you're like you're gonna have. Cody Rhodes, you're gonna have Drew McIntyre. You can have fucking CM Punk on that show. Um, obviously, the Judgment Day I think are still hot and not a mid card um, deal. Seth, Ginger. that's five. <laughs> that's that's five, which is great for Monday Night Raw because it's three hours long. It works. It, you're right. Like it, I mean, you with know? that kind of stuff happening, there's got to be more missing. Who I think is top tier talent? No, maybe on, you're right. Maybe it's five. Yeah. On Raw, it's the five, and then yeah. I think they would put Jey Uso in there. Oh, you wouldn't? I would, but I know you, you, you wouldn't. Love, well, I mean, <laughs> what do I know, right? If, like, if you, even if you go over to SmackDown, though, it's Roman when he's there. Yeah. AJ Styles is back in a top yeah. spot. Randy Orton's back at a top spot. Uh, LA Knight, they're trying to get him into a top spot. Those four guys are all fighting in the main event of the, or the title match at the Royal Rumble. Kevin Owens is working his way back up and, and doing great things again with Logan Paul. So I would I put think, him in main I event. think KO is in KO is the best working man's wrestler. Yeah. He doesn't need he doesn't need that light. But you can get him in programs that you'll fucking care about. Like I think him and Logan Paul will be a bang. I think it's gonna be a bang. It's gonna be so good. I do I like <laughs> I believe that Kevin Owens is good enough to be like, yo, kid, like we we can do something here. Mm -hmm. But like, get ready. I, I would say it's the match I want to see the most is like right now is Logan Paul, Kevin Owens, obviously yeah. outside of like big, Bro. I mean, Seth Punk, obviously, but we're a ways out from getting these huge matches. Oh, WrestleMania man. season, baby. We're, like we're, we're, what are we a week out from Royal Rumble? Rumble? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, next so like, Saturday. It's it's real at this point. Like we're just counting down. For the we're Rumble. getting we're getting Kevin Owens and Logan Paul at the Rumble. Like it's yeah. going to be awesome. I have a quick question. It just popped in my head right now. Yeah. Because we're talking about Kevin Owens. Every time we talk about Kevin Owens, I think about Sami Zayn. I love Sami Zayn so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think Sami Zayn will be back. They've given him some time off. I think he'll be back for the Rumble match. Oh, sure. I predict he'll be in the final four. Oh, I don't. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no fucking way. Uh, I don't know. Why. I just, it's just, that's my heart speaking, not my head. That's my heart. Well, speaking. Course, listen, it's, it's no difference. It's like, I would love to see all my favorite fucking guys be <laughs> get fucking our truth in the final four. Oh man. I Turns out that guy can go. Guy can work. Fucking guy can go. I don't want to hear it. I don't hear, he works better than LA Knight. Yeah. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's our truth, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, going back. Like, I know we talked about the fed, but bringing back to Jack Perry and the spotlight. Getting him back in AEW would be crucial right now because they're like they're a fucking mess. It, they're still a mess, and it, that takes time. They're not going to fix this overnight. No, We've been I... talking about it. You can't like after that last pay per view. You're like fucking pick up the pieces, and it's going to take a couple weeks for you to to pick them up and figure this shit out, and that's fine. But I... man, it is it is looking ugly. I'm not quite fully in that camp. I think that they're. They, they've hit the restart button a little bit right now. Uh, and I don't want Jack Perry to come back right now. I want him to build a storyline that has us fans going, is he coming back to be mad in AEW? Is he just going to do his thing in New Japan and the Indies or wherever? While AEW is just doing their own thing. And then I hope at some point, somebody or something in AEW gets completely blindsided by Jack Perry. I like what they're doing in AEW right now, where I feel like mid-card wise, they are rebuilding. They're building off of that Continental Classic. Right now, you also have Samoa Joe being called out by so many guys again, which they kind of just started doing a few months ago before MJF lost the title. You had multiple guys calling out MJF. You saw that last week on Dynamite. They're getting a championship match with with Joe and Hook on Dynamite this week. Right. And I have a feeling we know what will happen, but you're just going to have another guy calling him out, which I love. I love when people are in pro wrestling to be the world champion. That's what really it really gets me to want to watch and listen to whoever it is, is if someone's going after a championship. So I, I'm excited about what's going on there. I, I have a lot of faith right now that AEW is going to do the right thing. Maybe take it a little bit slower in rebuilding oh, storylines. If the Jack Perry thing with what's going on right now is all storyline, and I fully believe it is, and AEW is fully behind it in conjunction with New Japan Pro Wrestling. I fully believe this is going to be a long story. We can only hope because I, I, we I both so. know that they need it. Agreed. I, I really, really do. So I say if you haven't watched AEW lately or at all, and actually I'll bring this up really quick because it just popped my mind. Uh, we got a message on our socials from uh, a listener who just started listening to the show last couple of weeks. Nice. Uh, said he started listening because he kind of wanted to start getting into AEW. So he oh. checked out our show because of it. So one, thanks for. Uh, so he's so after the last couple of shows, he's not checking out AEW. <laughs> but it, it popped in my head because I, I I fully feel like now is a dime to get into AEW where you can fall in because I feel like they're going to be re- yeah, not necessarily yeah. rebuilding stars, but 
building up stars again to follow because so many guys are calling out current champions. Good so, jumping on point. So I think it's a good jumping on point. It's the beginning of the year. They've got a pay-per-view coming up uh, next month or beginning of March. So, yeah, which leads so us... So don't into... expect any storylines to the week before that pay-per-view. <laughs> uh, real quick, before we hop off here, I see the timer is running out. It's, it's ticking. Uh, it is ticking. Uh, sticking with AEW, we saw the return of the Young Bucks last week on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been teasing quite heavily who's going to be in Sting's last match with Sting. And it's been said that it'll be a tag team match. Sting has said, I don't want to do a singles match. I want Darby in there with me for my final match. We kind of got the unofficial word last week when after the Sting-Darby tag team match, the Young Bucks came out and stared down Sting and Darby. So we could all jump to the conclusion if we want, it's going to be Sting and Darby versus the Young Bucks and Sting's last match ever. Do you like it? I mean, it seems like an EVP move, right? It will be in Sting's last match. Like, it, it, I don't know. I love no, the Young no, Bucks. No, Mike, you, you have every reason to say that because if this was the Fed and this was a couple years ago or even 10 years ago, everyone would be saying that about Triple H right now. Yeah, it's Triple true. H was doing the same fucking thing. <laughs> it's true. Because yeah. he's married to Stephanie and because he was sitting in, in booking meetings at the time. I, I again... Yeah, I trust the Young Bucks. I think they'll bring the best out of Darby. I'd like to see what those guys could do with Darby. Obviously, maybe Sting fuck goes for it again. The guy's old, but he's been doing some crazy shit. Yeah. I would hope the Young Bucks traditionally have a tag team match, which they probably will. I don't think Sting's fast enough to to play Young's, Young Bucks rules, necessarily. Could be an all-brawl, like just, just a mess. That seems but, to be what they do with Darby and Sting tank team matches. They even did it last week on Dynamite. To end I think show. I think the big one is that just like good for Sting to have the young kid with him in the end. Yeah, you know they've had a hellacious run together. It it's been one of the constants of AW storytelling. Like you have to give it to them. Sting's been there by his side for how long now? Since they, I'm gonna yeah. So I'm not. I, I love the Young Bucks. I'm not UK Tom. I love them. <laughs> I know what they are. And yeah, as um, the, the premier tag team, I'd say, in that company. Yeah, rightfully so. I think the bigger news is going to be this. I think AEW is going to do an all-women show. Oh. I can I can feel it ramping up because of, I mean, all the backlash on the internet about body shaming people and that kind of thing. I think Tony knows with, like, their roster of women is huge. <laughs> um, I mean, either expect a tournament or if I'm Tony, I'm taking a I'm taking a Wednesday, and I'm doing an all women's dynamite. I'll, I'll tell you what. One, I don't want a tournament. Well, as much as I love tournaments, the la- and I enjoyed the Continental Classic. Mm-hmm. Too many matches were predictable, in my opinion, and that seems to be a bit of a theme. You know what the joy is? There's just not enough women you see on TV enough for that to even be the case. I would much rather them do a pay per view. Or a one-off, or if they can get it on HBO Plus or something like that. Yeah, they're listen. They'll eat the ratings on TV. I just don't like it. when. They and do it's the... sad that I even said that. That has to come out of my mouth in this day and age. But I we, I, I hate to say it, all you wrestling fans, like we would watch the women's pay per view. I can tell you that right now, Scotty yeah. and I would watch it. Yes, I, I just don't lo- like uh, a one-off night for a women's show, and then we just either don't see it again ever, which you probably won't. Or it's two years later until another social media incident happens. Like, hey, we should do another one of shows. That's why I'm like, cool, do a pay-per-view. Then you could do one a year or two it, a year. 
And I, I, it, I know it's it a bit of a the, battle. The Fed couldn't get that Pasco. And, and that's the thing. That's what bugged me. I, the Evolution show was fine. It was good. Mm-hmm. But you promoted it as a pay-per-view. And then when we started watching it, I'm like, this looks like a house show with a, a bit of a different entrance. I, I think their better thing was like having a women's rumble, having a women's war games shows that they're on that level, right? Yeah. Like as much as it's like, oh, the title matches are like, yeah, it used to be a Divas championship and we knew it was lesser than. Yeah. When you're doing stuff like that, like a women's elimination chamber and all of it's showing like, yeah, if the guys are in it, so are the girls. And they're getting the time. One's going to open the show, one's going to close. Granted, WWE's been in a spot now too where it's like, the women ain't closing. Yeah. The storylines just aren't the same no, and, and I agree so. with you. It's like it's like when people get mad, they're like, "This character should have been like a woman or or trans or gay." I'm like, "Then write it." Yeah. Then write it. Like I'm, I'm not opposed. If that's who's in the position, then that's who's in the goddamn position. But you're right. Stories go a long way, and the Fed just happens to have some pretty big stories going. Yes, with male talent. Not saying it can't happen with women talent. It might. Yeah. The Rumble will be interesting. The Rumbles. Listen. As we're eating good next <laughs> yes. week. We are yes, we are eating good as wrestling fans. Very excited for the, um, the Royal Rumble prediction show, which will be happening next week. Obviously, we will be joined by UK Tom. I'm confirming him. He loves talking about the Royal Rumble. So do we. Um, we can't wait to discuss all the fun surprise entrants and who's going to, you know, win their matches on the card. I mean, as it stands right now, I am Booker of the Year. So... <laughs> To be debated. Um, Say it. Say it. (laughs) To be debated. Uh, So (laughs) that was a great wrap up. I was just going to let you go. I thought you were going to close the show. Oh, I should have. Usually your spot, though. So, I mean, that's fine. But no, do stick with us next week for the Royal Run predictions. We're very excited. And we're excited to hear your predictions. And in my house pod, those are the socials. Hit us up. Give us your predictions. Hit us us up. Surprises. Let us know what doing. (laughs) Who you got in the rumble? Like and subscribe. Tatanka coming back? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. That's great. Um, dude, let's let's it's been a fun show. We better get out of here. Let's wrap it up because uh people want to hear the rumble show. So they do. Really they didn't want to hear about Jack Perry. Don't give a fucking shit about Jack Perry. <laughs> Tell us what you think about Jack Perry. You can hit us up at in my house pod. It's on social. <laughs> For Scotty Via, I am Paralegal Mike, and this has been the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Yowie, wowie!